I'm Stephen Downey and you are very welcome to episode 35 of the Mindful Living Guide. This week's episode is a special one. It's for Breast Cancer Awareness Month and I'm speaking to a good friend of mine, uh, Bernie Creener, who I know quite a few years and uh, unfortunately in 2020 Bernie was diagnosed with breast cancer. Uh, she has decided to share her story uh, in a very brave and honest way today in a hope that it may help others on their journey uh, whether you're starting uh, your journey today or you're in the middle of your journey with cancer uh, hopefully our conversation may give you some some light and uh, some hope uh, but also maybe our conversation is the catalyst that somebody needs to go and just get something checked I want to thank Bernie for being so brave to share her story in the hope of helping others. I know she was quite nervous about talking, but the one motivation that she had was that maybe this might just help other people on their journey. So sit back and enjoy this week's episode of The Mindful Living Guide. So welcome to this week's episode of the Mindful Living Guide. Um, I'm actually really honoured to be chatting here. Um, I, I put a reach out um, a couple of weeks back for guests uh, for the podcast. And um, w- a friend, uh, Linda, suggested that I talk to someone who's very special in both our lives, uh, who's on, been on quite a journey. And it also happens to be Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So I thought that it would be really powerful and important for anybody who's going through that journey at the moment to talk to someone who has been there, but has shown unbelievable resilience. And um, so I thought it was important to bring her on the show and, and chat and talk about her own journey and anything that she can possibly help other people in their journey. So Bernie Creener, you are so welcome to the Mindful Living Guide. Thank you, Stephen. Thanks a million. Thanks for having me. So. Um... It's no, it's it's fabulous to have you here. And like I was, we were just saying before we went on, um, I know how personal this journey has been to you. So, um, mm. I really honour that journey, and I really appreciate the the fact that you're coming on to chat today. Um, if we talk back, um, just about your your own journey, actually yourself, um, because I we met, sure. um, many moons ago. I think it was yeah. 2017, and yeah, uh, yeah. we were we were collecting rocks. Ago. We were collecting rocks at the site in Galway uh, at a retreat. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. So t- take take me back to just the last few years and your own journey, because I know you're you're also a, you're a doula, which I am fascinated about, uh, and you worked in that for many years as well. Um, so we just take back on your on your own journey and back then, and, and who was Bernie when we met in two thousand seventeen? Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Jesus. In in one way, it doesn't sound that long ago, but in another way, it seems like, God, yonks ago, like so much has happened. Um, so, yeah, we met at a retreat, um, a Pat Jubilee retreat, which was a, a brilliant weekend. It really was. It was a total eye opener for me on many levels. Um, and I had been working in admin for years and years and had kind of just felt like there was something different out there for me. Um, I had done some work as a doula as well which for anyone who doesn't know what that is that's a person who supports people when they are having a baby and you know after the baby supporting the new parents and the family and also during birth and so yeah so and god 
how do I sum all this up? So yeah, I always kind of had that that side of me that I liked supporting people when they're going through a transition or a time in their life that was really challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, becoming a new parent is fabulous, but it's, it also comes with a whole load of just, you know, your life is kind of turned upside down. And so I loved that aspect of that work. Like I absolutely loved it. I loved seeing people kind of realize how strong they were, you know, and um, seeing people coming together, you know, couples coming together to support each other or people doing it on their own, realizing how much strength, inner strength they had, you know, and you're really, as a doula, you're kind of really just showing them, you know, themselves, you know, that way, like you're, you're encouraging them, you're supporting them. Um, and it's it's really, really wonderful work. Um, I haven't been working as a doula in the last couple of years now. Um, I kind of, I ended up going back to college to study psychotherapy. Um, so I think the doula work kind of brought me into that. Like that was the element that I really, really, really enjoyed um, from it was the, the kind of connection with people. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's what I've been doing for the last few years. Um, I mean, the, in the final throes of my qualifications now, um, and yeah, so the, I suppose the difference in me, I think I was just, my eyes were just being opened that time around that time, Stephen, and it was such, it was a really nice that weekend to meet people that were so like-minded, people had so many different journeys, but they, you know, they all sort of um, just knew there was kind of more out there for themselves, and uh, yeah, it was a really special time. So it's, it's amazing exactly what you said there that there was so many people from different corners of Ireland that came together with just mm. I think a, a common kind of goal of just just digging deeper and so seeing that there's more out there to life and mm. um obviously over the years that you you've built up that resilience and that and that depth um for this journey that you're on at the moment and mm. um can you tell me just a, about when when you realized the news uh, that and you got the diagnosis then yeah yeah so I had um I had had a, a lump checked out in 2017 and it had you know when the tests were done it had kind of come back that it wasn't it wasn't anything serious it was just fibrous tissue um, and then in 2020 I started noticing the same lump kind of getting a bit bigger and you know like you can kind of be going along through life going okay you know maybe I've you know, like everybody puts on weight, loses weight, your things change and you're like, oh, maybe it's just a bit more noticeable. But, you know, gradually over a few weeks, I was like, no, this is definitely, there's something going on here. And um, I decided to go get it checked out and went to my GP and it was referred into James's uh, triple assessment clinic. And, you know, there was kind of maybe a week or two between seeing the GP and going into James's and God, it was, it was one of the most challenging times in my life. Um, I had, you know, I was kind of keeping it to myself, like my partner knew, but I just didn't really want to be kind of worrying my family and close friends unnecessarily, like it turned out to be nothing. Um, but anyway, went in for the, the tests and everything. And my sister came with me, she's a nurse, so she was an amazing person to have with me. Like, um, and it turned out that it, it was cancer. Um, so in the meantime, I'd also kind of had this kind of hip pain going on for quite a while. Um, and, 
you know, you're, you, you do something, you trip, you, you know the way, I'd always yeah. kind of suffered with a little bit of back pain on and off for years. So yeah. I didn't really think too much of that. But I was saying to my chiropractor, I was like, God, it's really strange. It's not really going away. Like normally I might go to the chiropractor for one or two sessions and then I'd feel way better. Yeah. And I was like, this is really weird. Like, and you know, it's not going away and I'm taking norofen and I wouldn't have been one for taking a lot of painkillers. And I was like, I'm waking up during the night and having to take painkillers. Yeah. And um, so then when I got the initial diagnosis, you, um, then they send you for like a bone scan and an MRI and a PET scan. I think I had every single scan you can think of. <laughs> um, and so there was the initial diagnosis from the biopsy. Um, so for people who don't know, if you go to the breast clinic, you get a mammogram, an ultrasound and a biopsy. Um, and then when um, they was this a, was this a scheduled visit actually in 2020 or you to back to the breast clinic or did yeah. you you were more you more it was out of concern that you wanted to go back in 2020 wasn't it yeah it was out of concern yeah exactly because yeah. I I went to my GP with this lump that was getting bigger and then they referred me in gotcha. um so yeah so when they did the biopsy then they can see that it's actually cancer um so when they knew it was cancer, then they have to see if it's gone anywhere else in your body. Yeah. So then you have your, your MRI, your PET scan, your bone scan. And so when I had all those, there was probably about two weeks between the first diagnosis and then the rest of the information. And I got brought back in and my sister came with me again. And um, yeah, it's, it's just funny. It's like these times in your life, like you can be so nervous and so worried and then you go and you're waiting in an appointment and you're laughing at silly things. Like I remember the crack me and Aoife were having the porters were in and out and James's and they're, they're all real dubs. And they were like, are you still here girls? Like what's going on? Like, you know, yeah. and uh, we're like, geez, we must be the bold ones left till the end. And uh-huh. it was just, it was a funny, like a strange day, a very strange day. Isn't, but, isn't it um, great to have that kind of atmosphere there though as yeah. well? Because I'm sure that, like yourself, like so many people go into that room who are very nervous and mm. very worried about it and to, to be able to break the ice and just yeah, just to have, even if it's a nervous laugh, just to let yeah. that laughter out, you know? Exactly, yeah, it definitely broke the tension and everything. So, yeah, so we went into the room and there was the consultant, um, the breast surgeon and the, um, there's like a kind of a breast cancer specialist nurse um she was an absolute angel that woman like i've never met somebody more kind and more caring like an absolutely beautiful woman her name's um allison i think it was and um i could just tell you could just tell straight away it wasn't good news you know you can just tell by their faces and so you know they they had the diagrams and they were like you know there's this piece in the breast and then there's another piece attached to it and then there's some in the lymph nodes um, under the arm and there's this one in your lymph node in the middle of your chest and then they said there's some in your hip and your your left hip and your right femur and your ribs and your spine and I was absolutely floored like absolutely floored um yeah it's even it's quite emotional even kind of talking about yeah, it again I, you know um, well believe it I am I, yeah. I didn't realize the extent of of how deep it was um, yeah yeah wow. it, was, it was a big big shock like the, yeah. the surgeon was kind of saying to me she's like how the bloody hell are you walking like she was like you you know this is really really bad yeah. 
And I was like, well, you know, I have been limping for a few weeks and I said, I can't run across the road. Like, you know, if I was bringing my daughter to school, I couldn't yeah. just, you know, I said, yeah, no, I haven't been in a great shape. Like, and, and it was only sort of when I got the initial diagnosis that you go home with all these leaflets and booklets and, you know, it talks about secondary cancer and where it can show up, you know, in different parts of your body, the lungs or the liver or the, the bones. And it was only when I was reading that that I was like, oh, shit, I've had this pain for ages. And, yeah. oh, my God, is that it? So it was like I kind of started to put everything together. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, it all made sense. So, you know, of course, you're you're thinking, OK, well, what's the treatment plan and um, all that kind of thing? And um, so because it had moved beyond the lymph nodes, um, class of stage four cancer which is metastatic breast cancer so these, these were all the bits that were very hard to take and very frightening it was like that they it's it class is like incurable like so you know when it's gone to that point you're on a long-term plan like it's basically we're not going to I suppose the, the, the good thing for me initially was there's no talk about chemo it's like we're not going to do chemo we're going to do because it was hormone positive cancer um, I was put on a treatment plan to basically turn down all my estrogen because that's what was feeding the cancer um, and then other medications to stop the cancer from latching on to something else like sometimes cancer can kind of morph and start latching on to something else yeah. so um, so I had some radiation the week before Christmas on my hip um, and I mean, I have to say, like, two weeks after the radiation, I wasn't limping anymore. It was absolutely amazing. Like, it really was really, really good. Um, and then in the January, so my diagnosis was in November. In the January, I started on all the hormone treatments. Um, so, yeah, where where am I going with this now? Um, would you, so, would you yeah, it, like it the, was... The treatment so far, though, it's it 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 sounds like it it's it's been kind of positive that it's not some mm. some treatments can be extremely aggressive. Um, mm. Some treatment plans, um, yeah. so it means like it's it was working with your body uh, in that in that way. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's all it's it's very surreal. Like I think because it's you know you're you kind of have this diagnosis to deal with that is it's like when when I was put on my treatment plan, I was you know, the oncologist, I was saying, oh, well, how long do you think this is going to work for? And he said, oh, you'll get a really long time out of this. I'd say up to two years. And, you know, I had only just turned 40 and I was like, well, two years isn't a long time to me with a family. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, of course. Yeah. And I said, well, what happens then? Like, how, how do you know it's not working? And he said, well, we'd know it's not working if it shows up somewhere else. And then it's another treatment plan. So even that was like terrifying, like each each part of the news was like so scary, you know, and, um, you know, and then the really strange thing is because I wasn't doing chemo or anything, I obviously didn't lose my hair, yeah. you know, any of that kind of stuff. So, yeah. you know, people are like, oh, you you look great, like, and oh, you're doing so well and all this kind of stuff. But like, it definitely was very much a mental battle. It's like this is I have to kind of take on this news like obviously my family were amazing my friends were amazing but you're trying not to worry them so you're not yeah. trying to try not to tell them how scared you are they're probably trying to do the same thing everybody's kind of going oh yeah no this is fine this is fine yeah. but like nobody really thinks it's fine 
So I suppose, not to be all doom and gloom, but I suppose the one thing that I do think the only thing you can do is try and take each day at a time. And that's the thing that... Has, has it changed your perspective to each day? The, um, the way you the way you look because it's um like I've talked to to many people over the last few years uh that they've had the life changing events and um it's made them just literally sit up and and look at each day in a different way. Um, yeah. do you think that you you may have seen anything like that? Yeah, like at times I think it's just such um such a roller coaster like because there's times where you're like god i don't want to waste any time i want to make the most of things and you know that's kind of the way i think you feel initially you're like oh i need to make the most of things and you want to make memories with people and all that kind of thing um and then after a while you do kind of slip back into you know the person you've always been do you know the way like i have always been somebody who'd be quite optimistic and mm-hmm. and all that kind of thing but I think sometimes with people with kind of like you know some kind of like life-altering diagnosis there is a certain amount of pressure to be you know strong or you know like the yeah. the these kind of words like survivor and you know the way like and you know like people love seeing someone who's had cancer out running a marathon or something which is all fantastic yeah but I suppose what I think is important to highlight is it's it's totally human to, you know what I mean, to feel scared, to feel low, do you know what I mean, to feel all those things yeah. and also to feel immense joy and gratitude for the people you have around you, do you know the way, like, what? so yeah. I, you know, I want to be very real about this conversation that it's like there have been times where I really, really struggled, do you know the yeah. way, like, and I suppose that's you find a huge appreciation for the people you have in your life, you know, because there's people who will be there for you when you're, do you know what I mean, when you're really down. Mm-hmm. Um, but I suppose then the other side of it is, as you said, your perspective, you kind of go, look at, you know, I don't know what the future holds in regards to my illness. I don't know what's going to happen. So I have to decide how do I want to live my life? Do you know what I mean? Like, so that's the part that I try to come back to. If I start getting anxious and scared about the future, I go, okay, well, how do I want to live my life now? Yeah. You know? Um, so and it's it, like, you just said, it's a decision. You have to mm. just decide. Um, it was like, they, I think that's, it's important for a lot of people to realize that, like, I know in the totally different realm and mm. like, I've had anxiety and depression in the past. And it, mm. sometimes we kind of try and push away emotions that mm. um that like they don't serve us at the time but yeah they're part of the journey they're part of the emotion and <clears throat> it sounds like you when you've had bad days that you've allowed yourself to have bad days does that make sense yeah, that like yeah would that be true? Yeah. yeah definitely Stephen and I think it's like you know sometimes you could have a bad day and start feeling guilty or you know but then it's like I just really think and I think this is part of kind of doing the course and therapy and working with clients as well yeah. It's like you really have to go easy on yourself yeah. if you're having a bad day maybe you need a day with netflix and a blanket do you know what i mean like maybe yeah. you need a really nice dinner and a big glass of wine like whatever it is like you know or like i love nature as well like that would be a thing that really calms me and soothes me you know um but i think it's just go easy on yourself because all the human all the emotions are part of the human experience do you know the way and it's like 
if you don't have the shitty days, how do you know when the good days are really good? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if, you know, I think, you know, I love like positive psychology. I love all that kind of stuff. And I do think the more you feed the positivity, the more it grows in your life. But you also can't just whitewash over the other stuff because, yeah. you know what I mean? That's that's real and that's life like so. Exactly. Um, you, have, you have to acknowledge it. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You do exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. So. so along along your journey, then, if you gone, um, did I see you, you at uh, the Arc Center as well, um, as part of your kind of to yeah. the Would mm. would you do you mind talking a bit, bit about that and what no, what, no, what Arc can do? Kind of just from a, from yeah, a, like a, yeah. a therapy and a help helpful kind of way as well. Yeah, I mean they're a fantastic service. Like they helped me. I got um, I think anybody who's like say yourself if you're going through cancer or if one of your family members are going through a cancer journey they offer free counseling um you know i think it might be about six sessions or something like that so that was available for me or anyone in my family um which is really nice um they also did the play therapy with my daughter which was lovely like you know it was really really nice and um she was only seven at the time i think so that was lovely to be able to avail of that and you know i used to bring her over there and it was over in um near the matter Mm -hmm. and so she'd go off with the the play therapist and they'd do their thing and then they kind of had a little coffee room and there'd be people in there volunteers in there you know having a chat and they were all people whose lives had been kind of touched by cancer you know the way like there was a, a man who used to be there about 70 or something and he had had cancer like 20 or 30 years ago and that was kind of how he gives back he goes in there one day a week and makes a cup of coffee for whoever's waiting on the treatments or whatever has a chat with them and just really kind of yeah exactly and just really encouraging and Mm -hmm. you know he was just like you know I was talking about kind of having scans and feeling anxious before them and he said you know he said even now I still get anxious a little bit as well do you know that way like so yeah. it was just just so understanding just a really really nice space um so yeah they do fantastic work there it's a great service to have for people like you know just um, just like just the people that were there and acknowledge the journey and like mm-hmm. you're doing today about chatting about it and like I'm I know you know me well and like I'm always talking about the universe and how um things happen for a reason and I'm quite sure that somebody listening to this podcast is probably after getting news like you've got and um, mm. they're probably looking at a journey and suddenly this podcast pops up and they're looking for hope and they're looking mm. for some sort of light at the end of the tunnel um yeah if you could give someone advice that is starting their journey um, mm-hmm. what would it be um i would say really like build up your little team your support team do you know the way like yeah. so whatever that is, you know, your friends, your family, if you're into doing any kind of therapy or alternative treatments or all those kind of things, um, you know, anything that supports your, your mental health. Cause I think it's, you know, like the doctors, all the, the people, the medical team, they're going to support your body healing. You know, you can look after what you eat, you can do all that kind of thing. But I think the mental journey is the one thing that's the only thing you really can kind of control or can take charge of. So I think that's really important. Um, yeah, you know, even 
I think just really like do it your own way as well. Like initially when I got my diagnosis, I joined all these Facebook groups and I joined these different groups for people with stage four cancer and I ended up actually leaving them all because I just felt like I was just hearing about things that were way down the line where I wasn't at that stage and it was making me more anxious and more fearful. And I just thought, okay, I'm not on the same journey as someone else. I'm not taking the same medication as them. My body isn't reacting the same way. So I really need to just kind of zone in on me and what I need to do to stay well, you know? And I was like, I have two children. I can't be falling apart completely. Do you know what I mean? I need to be, they still need to kind of have a normal enough household. Um, so I think, you know, the groups, the support groups are absolutely fantastic, but I just, I just think, you know, do it your way, do what suits you because, you know, not everybody gets the same thing from the different kind of groups that are there, you know. And it um, kind of goes back to what you were saying to start though as well about just taking each day at a time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's um because each day is going to be and going to be difficult and unfortunately every single person's journey is going to be different in this. But mm. I think that's amazing advice that you've given people to um to look at their emotional journey and mm. what what yeah. what can do emotionally. Um, yeah. The, I don't know actually has meditation or mindfulness or anything been part of your journey in this at all um, oh yeah absolutely yeah yeah I mean I've always I've loved meditation like Jesus for years I'd say 20 years I've always been fascinated with the mind-body connection like mm. I really do feel like stress and all that kind of thing you know it's, it's not going to help us heal from anything do you know the way and it's, yeah. it's likely going to do damage as well so you know when i started this journey i found this lovely um these lovely healing meditations on youtube and you know if i was um what are they called again now progressive hypnosis and okay. they have all different healing ones yeah and they're lovely like so if i was kind of awake during the night and not able to sleep i'd be sticking them on and you know they're just so soothing um yeah, and mindfulness, I suppose that just for me goes back to being in the present moment. Like that's just, you know, it's it's not something that's always easy to do. Sometimes the times you need it most are the times you forget it. Yeah. But you do need to bring yourself back to that. Like, you know, you do need to go, well, like, what can I do now? What can I focus on? Um, you know, but it's kind that's of a tool that I think like so many people get use out of, you know, um, and there are times where your head runs away with you, but you, you know what I mean? Like you just have to kind of, as I said, go a bit easy on yourself and, and come back to the present like when you can, you know? Don't, but, uh, it's like the, the non-judgmental, just don't, yeah. don't be too hard on yourself um, yeah. and bring us back. It's it's actually funny that you're, I, I think that's amazing though, you, when you're waking up at night and, and you're looking at those type of things, because that's, that's mm. the, the big difference and what will really help people is, just knowing what to look for because i know i know from like i said it's a totally different journey but sometimes mm. be waking up at night and uh you start scrolling on facebook or you start scrolling on uh, instagram or you start you start going down some rabbit hole of looking mm. at something and then next thing it's an hour or two later and you're no you're not you're not looking at the underlying issue while you're awake in the first yeah. place and yeah. um so hopefully th those type of videos could could really help people uh, yeah their yeah. journey um i kind of touched on earlier on about kind of perspective and, and life mm. and that and there's something I always ask I talk to all my guests about and um 
because obviously the show was the, the mindful living guide um but i love asking people this same question because everybody has a different perspective on it and mm-hmm. it means different things different people so bernie if i said the term mindful living mm. what does it mean to you in your world mm. okay yeah i think it's i mean something that i've kind of like adopted in recent years it was a, a woman's circle group i was involved in was living in tune with the seasons and that's something that I think really helps me. So, you know, like basically, you know, when it's winter, it's a time for rest and rejuvenation. Yeah. When it's spring, we start to kind of venture out in the world more, you know, with everything is coming back alive and you're, you want to be out and about. And summer, it's full bloom. And then autumn is, you know, it's time for kind of harvest or shedding or getting rid of what doesn't work, yeah. you know. Um, and when you kind of start thinking about life in seasons, it's not always literally matching up with the seasons, mm-hmm. but say going through a journey of a diagnosis and you know all the stuff, it's basically your life is turned on its head when something like that happens. Yeah. So then going through the emotions of feeling down and processing, that's like the winter. It's like you have to close in, everything closes in and then you kind of, you kind of hibernate a little bit. And when you start to feel better, you're coming out into the spring. Do you know the way? So I think that's something, um, it's the work I did with um, uh, Reiki master Neve Gallagher, and she's fantastic. And it's one guide that I just really kept with me. It's just something that, it's something I love. And it's, it's something I'd mentioned to my clients as well, because, you know, I think sometimes when we're down or low, we think it's going to go on forever, but it, it, there's nothing permanent in life. Do you know what I mean? Like winter finishes. You never worry that winter is not going to finish. Spring comes after winter. Yeah. Do you know the way like and that's the way our lives go. Like yeah. that's just my belief in things anyway, yeah. you know, so. Um, I, think, I think that's so yeah. powerful and so beautifully put as well is to just just follow those seasons uh, yeah. in life because it's like right now uh, it's October we're looking out mm. and there's leaves falling off all the trees and mm. um, I'm sure there's many tree thinking there Jesus this is terrible it's going to last forever but yeah like that fi- famous saying uh, this too shall pass yeah um, absolutely yeah is is there anything that you wish I asked you mm. is there anything that you'd love to talk about god I just really enjoyed the conversation actually I was a little bit nervous before coming on um but I really enjoyed the conversation and I suppose it's just I mean I'd I'd probably say this all the times but it's just that thing of people going easy on themselves you know because I think I think sometimes um people want to kind of see the kind of the hero the champion the survivor and it's like just you're a human person you're you're going to be up you're going to be down but you know, if you're down, it's not going to be forever. Like, and there there will always be something, something better and something brighter. And you know the way. And you'll see so many beautiful moments. Like even in your, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, even in the hospital, I've seen so many lovely things. Like I remember I had been going in and out once a month for about seven months, and I remember this lady. She was kind of a good few seats up from me, but it was her first time there, and you know she was really nervous and all the people around her were just encouraging her and you know what I mean like they were just it was just so lovely it was like people are just there's so many good people in the world you know and sometimes we forget that because there's a lot of bad news out there but there's so many kind-hearted 
good people, you know. Yeah. So yeah, I think. And I, I think you were a guiding light among all them. Um, <laughs> I really mean that. That's true. It's been a, a powerful, powerful conversation. Um, and like I said at the start, I was, I was nervous about, about asking you on um, because I know how personal the journey is. But I really hope that, like any podcast episode that out, that it just helps someone on their journey. Mm, and yeah. um, I am so honoured that you shared uh, your journey, all those, all those moments on it. Um, I'll, I'll get actually um, a link to those um, hypnosis um, positive uh, progressive yeah. hypnosis uh, links and that. I will yeah. put them on the show notes and um, no bother. hopefully this helps somebody in their day. And just to know that, listen, it's not all, it's not all rose petals and good mm. days and everything like that, that we will have bad days, but they won't last forever. Um, yeah. So Bernie, thank you so, so much for sharing your journey on the mindful living guide and especially this being uh, breast cancer awareness month. Yeah. Um, I really hope that it. Uh, it helps someone on their journey and I may actually put a link on to um, breast cancer research as well yeah, uh, on the absolutely. page and see if, if anybody wants to uh, support them uh, it would really yeah. make a massive difference uh, yeah absolutely yeah and just on I suppose that is the only final thing is just that reminder to people to check go get lumps checked out never care about sounding like you're you know neurotic or whatever just it's just so worth getting things checked out. And if you think something isn't right, ask again. Um, yeah, that was that was the only thing like back to, in my initial 2017, I didn't get a biopsy in the lump, you know? So I think if you, if you feel like you need more tests, if you feel like you want a second opinion, just go and ask and ask and ask because, you know, um, I think people often do know there's something not quite right in their bodies, but, um, yeah it's, it's always worth checking out anyway so um yeah so thanks a million for having me anyway Stephen it was great to chat to you it's it's been an absolute honor of mine to to chat away and uh, and to catch up because it's uh it's a while since we had a, a good long chat so uh yeah. like I said I will put all those details on our show notes and uh for this week thank you so much for listening to the mindful living guide thank you so much for listening to this and um I hope that it wasn't too difficult. Um, I know I at times um, it hit me about the enormity of the conversation um, during that. So listen, the as Bernie says, um, the advice is just to get checked. If you have any worries at all, get out and get checked. If you want to support uh, breast cancer, if you look up cancer.ie or the Marie Keaton Foundation, there is plenty of information on how you can support them in any way. That's it for me for this week. Uh, if you want to continue to support the show, please just leave a review or share the show. And hopefully there's someone out there who um, this may help. Uh, thank you as always and uh, have a great week. And I'm Stephen Downey and this has been The Mindful Living Guide. <laughs>